referring to the sign going out of the church. I love this oh, one. Man. I love this one. Go ahead. And Bobby <laughs> Shear asks, you know, who's what's the Meinsen field? <laughs> the Meinsen field. <laughs> the Meinsen field. I, in fact, I remember adding to this story. I remember one of the first times I came to youth group, Bobby pointed out to the field and saying, I used to think that was called the Meissen field. Like this, because the church sits, the church that, that Bobby and I both, uh, you know, kind of came to faith in that uh, it sits out in the country, kind of out next to a big field. And uh, so, yeah, I just remember one of my first times there. He's like, yeah, I used to think that was called the Meissen field. It's because there's a little sign that hangs right, uh, right. Uh, what is what at the foot of the stairs? It's no, it was actually out, at each exit. Oh, yeah, yeah, on the exits. As you pull out of the driveway. There's a yeah, sign that says welcome to the mission field. Because welcome basically when you're field. going out of the driveway, you're going out and to, you know, hopefully share your faith with the world. So that's good yeah. stuff. But Bobby, he, he was he was a rookie, so we got to cut him some slack. He didn't know what was going on at that time. He had time. that enthusiasm about him, though. No, oh, we that. love you, man. Another story I have about you guys is that uh, – I, you know, when you'd come to youth group and you had been working out for football and your bodies were so stiff, you couldn't sit down. Oh yeah. Leg day. You know, sort of stand up. So you had to kind of lay, you know, sit down like Jesus at the, you know, the Lord's <laughs> table and, Just you know, with the lounge. Uh, uh, I still have days like that, but I think that's because I'm in my 30s now and I have back problems. So, yeah, yeah, and also all the trips that we took, you know, going kayaking on the on the river and stuff. So, oh, was, those were scary and fun. So scary and awesome. I that's still one of my the, my number one happy place. Put me on Same. a kayak in the river and I'm a happy man. How long was that you Facebook know, picture? Your picture, like 15, 20 years? Yeah, it's still my picture. It's still my profile, baby. I love it. Well, now it's you standing there like a professional. <laughs> oh, okay. Against the wall. Yeah, that's you. That's that's your picture now. But I remember it being like the yeah. same picture of you in a kayak on one of the trips to Oklahoma. And yeah. It was that from day one. Absolutely. I also remember when the were you guys around when the uh, laser tag place caught on fire? Not when it caught fire, but we went to many laser quest outings. No, no, Bobby. We were there, dude. We were there. I, don't remember. I promise you there's pictures of us. And, uh, I, and I have a picture yeah, of me the, holding the door for the firemen. There's the the fire favorite. department showed up while we were playing laser tag because it caught fire. I don't remember that part. Small little fire. <laughs> there's pictures of us there out in front of the fire truck. It was that laser quest, too. Yeah. It was at laser huh. quest in Wichita. Yep, I don't I've remember seen, that I've one. Seen the, I, I didn't remember it either, but I've seen the picture. So I vaguely remember there being like a small smoke thing. And yeah, I guess yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you didn't see much, like, but I bet it wasn't I, a huge I saw fire. Some pictures but, where it was like the lighting that was up in the soffit area. Some had caught fire, like a lighting or some kind of wiring or something. But it was wow. Pretty sweet. Pretty sweet. Now, I do have a few stories, favorite stories of mine about Chuck, but before I actually tell those stories, let's actually find out what Chuck is doing now. That way listeners kind of know the premise of how we know Chuck and what he's doing now. Yeah, I think that's, that's a good input. Well, I served about 12 and a half years in the youth ministry, and then I took a few years away from ministry. 
and now I am the lead campus minister at Missouri Western State University for Christian Campus Fellowship in St. Joseph, Missouri. So me and my wife are uh, doing ministry. So that's what's going on here. Um, We are on spring break. So um, students are all back at home. Um, I'm keeping contact with them, doing a Bible study online. Summer break or spring break? Summer break. Sorry. Oh, okay. Summer. I was like, wait, what? (laughs) You guys get different seasons in Missouri? (laughs) We're in the world. Um, but it's spring summer summer here. So yeah, the, the weather's wild. So it does summer break. And, uh, so we're heading off to high school camp at our local camp. Uh, we'll do that. Um, and then we do junior, I do junior high next week as well. This week, high school next week, junior high. So I'm still doing the camp thing, man. You know, even though I'm not doing youth ministry, I'm doing, still doing youth ministry. I'll be honest. You haven't aged like a day since I literally last saw you, which was at Josh's wedding, I do believe. <laughs> I don't look much different, huh? No. I don't like let him light each I really Thank do. Thank you. I can't see it very well with the black shirt, but it is looking. That's cool. the that, that's the I point. It's going to make it look a little dense. I got beard envy, and I can tell Josh does too. Oh, absolutely. Are you kidding me? I don't Although Bobby, Bobby supplies, I can't. But Bobby <laughs> has supplied me with enough oil that if I ever wanted to, I certainly could try. Uh, and, and I do get a little scruff going, but like, let me tell you, this will take like six weeks just to get what Bobby considers like a five o'clock shadow. So uh, I've had the beard for uh, going on eight years now. Uh, so you got your so, own oil and and butter and wax and oh man i've got a plethora of different uh products that a male can use i have but it just doesn't i did make a nighttime one that uh was just a mint smell that was supposed to i want my i wanted my mustache to kind of grow in a little bit more and i saw a hack on pinterest that said that if you use uh, castor oil with uh mint oil it's supposed to promote hair growth and i wanted my mustache to just be thicker but i'm happy with the way it is all right. And when my beard grew out a little bit, I actually made my own. And I thought about my brother-in-law was going to, you know, open up a a men's, you know, type store and stuff. And I said, well, man, I'll put, I'll put some, I'll make up some, you know, beard butter. We can call it a, a bull butter because that's what he used bull to always butter. say, bull butter. <laughs> and so we call it bull butter. And then the catchphrase is uh, not meant for heifers. Not for- <laughs> <laughs> I cleared that through my wife. Okay. <laughs> well, here you go. Here, I got. I'll show you a little picture of what I got. I can actually uh, zoom my camera to my collection. I guess you could say. Oh. Yeah, show it off, Bobby. Look at this magic panning. Just panning. Oh my. Oh nice. So here it comes. Oh, We'll give descriptive audio for those this that are just listening your, to this it. He panned across his that's room not, and you saw that his is not all of it. What you see is a bookshelf on the bottom that is not of, all of it. book, but on the on the top, oh, top and middle shelf. That's just the oils. Three that is simply ridiculous. With oils. <laughs> uh, yeah. you, you got issues. <laughs> well, what's crazy? What's crazy is, is that I bought maybe, I would argue 25% of those. Like a lot of them were given to me from companies or I've won them in like giveaways on YouTube. Weird. That's crazy. But hey, but my butter collection is 
uncontrollable. I've had a couple beard oils made specifically for me with my scent profile. Uh, I went with uh, one of our favorites, Chuck, uh, Adidas Adrenaline on one of my beard oils that they had back in the Dizay that they no longer make anymore. <laughs> you remember Adidas Adrenaline? Sure, sure. Oh man, the one of the best colognes ever. <laughs> but hey, now that uh, now that uh, some of the listeners probably know a little bit about you, I mean, they haven't even hit the tip of the iceberg yet. Oh no! Here, I would argue this with you guys, and even with the the group that um, the youth ministry after Mike Campbell left the youth ministry at Crossroads, I have been kind of I wasn't the youth minister, but I was the. Uh, the number one. I was I was number one after the youth minister, whereas Absolutely. I, you know, like the youth coach that I was kind of a pastor to the pastors because Mike leaned on me a whole lot. And, you know, Darren after him has leaned on me quite a bit as well. So that's, that's Sam, before I knew you, I uh, it was uh, Chris Sanisari before you like you were still a part of it. But like when I joined, it was Chris and they were kind of uh, trying to they were trying to uh, wing Mike in at that time, right, I think. Right, like, right. So, oh, I mean, Chris, Chris is a wonderful minister, but I don't think he's a youth minister type. No, he's definitely he's uh, doing a wonderful thing there in Virginia right now. He's and, a, a definitely a younger version of Wayne Pittman. <laughs> uh, hey, I came to talk about sports too. So, you know, oh, you well, hey, oh, yeah, I, I can't wait to talk some sports. I can't wait till we get to that. But before we get to sports, let let's talk about a story. If I have time for baseball or basketball, I can talk OU softball and football until the cows come home. Oh, well, there we go. I'll That's all we need. This. I'm feeling a little nervous because I'm a little outnumbered by Cowboys fans today. Oh, uh, for hey, once. I, I got something to add to that, too. We could talk about that later, okay? Okay. All I, right. got, All I right. got something to share about that. Okay. All right. All right. I like Well, it. Chuck, well, this first right, story, I hope, got on me, bro. I hope that you don't take uh, any any type of uh, heat from this after the story is over because it's really not that long of a story. But if, if you were there, everybody that was around. Okay. You remember the video on YouTube that the preacher was talking about how he was talking about Sodom and Gomorrah and how he went to go pinch? <laughs> pinch oh, yeah. Pinch okay. So pinch. it was kind of like one of those, pinch. but it was not, he didn't actually say a body part, but it was actually, a, I was actually baptizing Jordan, right? Okay. And you were, and you were reading Jordan or having Jordan um, re, uh, he was pretty much confessing his uh, love for the Lord and stuff like that. Right. And right. he was being, he was being brought into the church and in that little spiel, what do you say, Chuck? Like, what was the whole spiel? Give me that rundown so I can kind of build up to the story. What's that? Like, what is it that you asked memorized? him? Well, yeah, he probably does do it daily. Do you believe that Jesus is the Christ? Do you believe that Jesus is the, yeah. the, 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 you know, okay. the And he got to that. And then when he, when he said, I do, or he said, yes, then you got into the spill of who was baptizing him. And then that's when you got into the whole, like, you got excited. You got to that Chuck Simmons uh, tone of voice, like when he got excited about talking about anything it was. All right. But at the end of it was. Did I miss, <laughs> misspeak something? <laughs> yeah. At the end of the whole spiel, you got to the point and everybody was clapping. Everybody was, Everybody was cheering on, and then it got quiet, and then all of a sudden you go, if that don't get your wood wet. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I, caught that. I caught that from a preacher, man. If that don't get your wood wet. 
<laughs> I, oh. I would still use that, but but uh, since I got the response that I got out of you guys, I, I haven't used that. Well, no, the church was quiet, and Mike thought it was the funniest thing because he was in the back in the audio area laughing. He was like, what? Well, you got to understand is that, okay, if that doesn't get you fired up, yeah, then your wood does not catch fire. Right. Okay. No, it's not talking about wood. Get, if that, that don't light your fire, if that don't light your fire, then your, your wood, wood must be wet. Is, your wood must be wet. Okay. That was the phrase, it was, wasn't it? Yeah. You, That's what you, it was supposed you, to be, but it came out to, by saying, if, if that, that don't, don't get your wood get wet. Your wood wet. Oh, I just simply shortened it. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. The funny part of that. I must have just been all excited and wanted you to were, but that's what that, that was the youthfulness from you because, like, you uh, I mean, you didn't even skip a beat, you were just kept talking. Really? Oh, like, I didn't say nothing, me a hard time about that. Uh, but that, that was one of my favorite stories. But the other one was at Taking the City when you found out that I chewed, you were like, dude, that is the coolest thing. And I was like, what do you mean it's the coolest thing? You're like, people need to see stuff like that in church. Do you remember that? It's okay. Well, yeah, but like change, I wasn't you know? trying to hide it, but like when you found out that I dipped, you're like, how long have you dipped? And it's kind of like Josh's response when he found out. I just wasn't like doing it around everybody. I was a closet yeah. dipper, I guess you could say. <laughs> closet dipper. I, there you go. But when you found out, you're like, dude, that is the coolest thing I have ever seen. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. That's hilarious. But no, we I love you, Chuck. Having, I miss having you guys around. Well, hey, so, we miss having you around. So what's your... uh? What's your connection with Jordan now? Does he get on with you guys pretty much? Well, he's been busy at his, uh, he recently got a new job and he's gotten more responsibilities on top of being a father of five now. Is it Josh? Yeah. Yeah. He's One, got five. Yeah, kids, five. So, and they're killing so, it. Uh, you know, Ethan just graduated. Aubrey's just took her team took second nationals. Wasn't it? Yeah, for drill. Uh, so they, yeah, for their drill. Uh, she got promoted too. I think is what I saw. So, so she's killing it. Yeah, two. Jordan's got high schoolers too, dude. I have high schoolers. Huh? Mine are high schoolers. I know. It's like I'm a generation behind. Ugh. It's wild, <laughs> you know my story, guys. You know like, my it story. bothers. It bothers. And me I wasn't. I wasn't that... forty. I wasn't. I wasn't until I turned forty-five that I finally got married. So I'm like a generation behind my whole family. I've got nieces and nephews that have children older than mine. Yeah, so, how does it feel being a a let's see what a Gen Xer who's raising a Gen Zer? That's got to be interesting. Yeah, it's a trip. It's a trip. Well, hey, Although I'm married. Super, Anna, Anna is super sweet. So okay. yeah, Anna's a gem. She yeah, is a gem for so. sure. Well, I married a woman who already had kids, and one of her kids had a kid. So, oh, let's talk about that because you know, Texas, what, 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 what? I mean, Chuck, he's a grandpa before you. I was never a dad, so, so we're good. I mean, I'm a step grandpa. She's the cutest he's, kid ever, though. He's Grandpa Bob. Oh wait, sorry, just just Bob. she just calls me Bob. Just Bob. Bob. She just calls me he's, Bob. Who's Bob? We call everything around our house that we want to give a name to Bob. Well, there we go. <laughs> Hear that? You're I've always on every, his mind, Bobby. His name's Bob. The name sure? Bob has been said in every household, so I'm okay with it. I generally avoid it. You avoid what? The name Bob? Yeah. Yeah. As much as I can. 
But Bob, usually this is boy, where man, huh? life's been good to you too. To me? Lost, yeah, you lost a little hair, but I've got one little bald patch right here. Like it's thinner. I mean, but I my mean, barber said it's, it's good. A little, it's getting a little thinner up front too. But yeah, yeah. You doing I? You doing I? It's holding you steady, good, man. You ain't got nothing to be afraid of before, like say fifty-five. Man, I'd shave my head if it went any balder. <laughs> I I'm still growing at about three feet every two weeks. So you know, this head of hair is not dying anytime soon. I try. I try to keep Although, it cut and close. I have to admit, and and I'm quite proud of this. I guess I got like a whole patch of gray hair growing in underneath here. So, I thought it was a bald know. spot from the camera, but it's literally a gray spot of hair. I was like, wow. Yeah, he's he's seen it in person, and it's kind of funny. Like it genuinely is. It's just like a whole patch that's just gray. Just for some hey, I, I, I listened to your preaching too, bro. Did you know that? Mm. We listened to it on the road when we were cool. driving home. Cool. Thank you. I'm still well, blown away that you are you've been at that church for eleven stinking years. Dude, That's it's 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 weird. And I like That's a trip. I don't You're see myself years, as the personality as the type to say that. Huh? I don't see myself as the type to do that. That's what's so crazy about hey. Like I never would have guessed of myself to be the type of person to stay job for eleven years. But you're in you're in manhood territory there. Yeah. Good golly, anybody would want to be a minister up in on Table Rock. Good night. It is. It is beautiful. But <laughs> it's like everybody's it. vacation place. But Josh lives there. Oh, excuse yeah, me. Dude. Wait a minute. J D lives there. I gotta yeah. call him J D. You don't. I, you don't. I get. I get locked all the time on this podcast for that very thing. <laughs> I will call oh. you Josh until the day you die, you punk. Oh, you're just as bad as Jordan, man. You're just as bad as Jordan. I can't call him JD. It's like I, I'm talking to a different person if I call him JD. It's like, what is that? I don't even need to know your middle initial. <laughs> <laughs> Why just call yourself J? J. <laughs> J. Jay's kind of kind of preparing for my writing career. All right, Joshua. Yeah. Josh was really long to sign out, so he's gonna be like S. E. Hinton. So he's gonna be J. D. Miller. You're gonna write a book. Yeah, I actually got the title. I've written the first chapter and a half of it, and it's kind of fun, actually. I really enjoy. What's the title of it again, Josh? Will and the Way. I thought you were also working on. I'm also working on that with Jordan, but that one's at a standstill until Jordan gets to writing. So I'm not counting that one. I also have a book that I'm writing. I'm writing a book with Jordan called Cubs in the Wild, just about our friendship and kind of how we grew up. And and the best way I want to put it is unsupervised, is how I would put our our growing up. And that was before you (laughs) met Jesus. Unsupervised, yeah. Uh, and so it's kind of going to be about a book about the three of us kind of growing up and, and sweet building a friendship. So, but that's if Jordan will ever write in on that one. So, but the other one that I am writing and I do have about a chapter and a half of, uh, written is called, uh, uh, will and the way home or, uh, yeah. Is that a will and the way home. Will in the way? Uh, no, 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 sorry. So it's called will and the way home. <laughs> um, but the whole series, got it. The whole series is going to be called Will in the Way. Um, the Will in the Way series. Uh, or Will and the Way series. 
Um, and it's essentially going to be like a coming of age story. Um, and so the first one's about a kid named Will. Um, and I'm kind of using elements of like the area that I live in, uh, as well as some of the childhood stuff that I grew up experiencing, uh, as well as some of the kind of teaching elements that I want to teach now as a father to Casey and, uh, you know, any potential future sons. Right. Uh, and so like the book is kind of this like coming of age story. So the first one is going to be about this, like I said, this kid named Will, um, and so some of the family dynamics that that come into the story are he has an older brother that moves in kind of like BJ did in my life. Uh, and so there's some some kickback that's happening uh, in the first story because this older brother's moved in that he now has to. So a new authority figure in his life that he now has to submit to that he doesn't agree with that he doesn't, you know, who wasn't raised in his household, doesn't share the same values as him, things like that, uh, as well as his dad uh, is a park ranger. Um, so it was kind of like the closest thing I could get to like tapping into the area uh, that I'm using for inspiration while still while still utilizing kind of that distance that I had with dad being an over the road truck driver. Uh, so anyways, the story is Will gets frustrated, uh, takes his dog out into the woods. They end up crossing over the river where they're not supposed to get lost in the woods, uh, get into some trouble, end up uh, getting rescued. So it's kind of one of those just adventure you know, get rescue stories, but ultimately the story is going to kind of grow and watch this kid grow up. And it's really just about like, like there's going to be a lot of teaching elements from the dad, uh, as far as like how to, how to just like, how to, dis how to be disciplined, how to, how to, how to be strong willed, things like that. Like all the, all the little lessons that you want to teach your kids, um, right. is, is what I'm kind of wanting to throw in there. So but it's totally entertainment driven for me. Uh, and it's, it's purely an outpouring of my creativity. It has no actual ties to anything. And so it's just like been free range writing and it's been really fun. Cool. I'm just super slow about it. <laughs> and it sounds like Jordan's even super slower. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's even slower. So. Well, he's normally the number one person on here because we have a whole segment dedicated to his knowledge of sports and football. It's true. This oh. dude is wild about his ability to figure out which player is which based off of like, very of college draft year, uh, last all team he played for. Yeah, all, it's all NFL, all uh, NFL football. football. Okay. All right. All right. But, but, right, you guys want to start talking that stuff now? Well, actually, yeah, dude, before let's... we do that, let's get into uh, we actually have a we actually Ooh. got a sponsor in our very first uh, episode of uh, this whole thing. Have you ever heard of Primal Beef Jerky? Yes. We are yeah, sponsored by Primal Beef Jerky. I think I have. Oh, well. It's we, based out of Hutch. Yeah, I, I think I've yeah. heard something about that. Well, they're a beef jerky company based out of Hutch. And let me tell you, they have some good beef jerky. You can we'll need to send you some, Chuck. Absolutely. I love beef jerky. Well, well you I will. Six of their that beef jerky is always too expensive, but I'm sure Primal well, is a good price. It Primal is, is a is. very it's good a, price. It's a pretty good price. Uh, the If you go to uh, their website, www.feedonprimal.com, uh, you can actually get uh, bags, I think, are uh, $12 online. Is that right? Bobby, or is it $11? I think, they're, I think it's 11 or $11.99. I'm not sure. I'll have to get back on there and look. Yeah, $11 or $12 online. Um, uh, 
Uh, and then the best part is, yeah, with uh, the bet. Yeah. So $11 online per bag. Use the code uh, chubby at checkout. That'll get you 15% off. And then if you buy $50 worth, you actually get free shipping with it too. Uh, and so we've done the math, right? Like it's, if you buy all, if you buy one of each bag and just buy six bags, it covers the free shipping and gets you the discount. That's just over 50 bucks, right? I'm going to actually find out exactly how much we, uh, oh, he's can get a bag he's for, gonna, but do it. not only that, they are located in, I still got connections. 1099, 1099 a bag. So okay, I was so wrong. Yeah, 11 bucks a bag. So yeah, they're ten ninety nine a bag. You get fifteen percent off when you use promo code Chubby, and then you get free shipping after fifty dollars. So the equivalence of the fifteen percent off and the free shipping is equivalent to one bag. There you go. As long as you spend fifty dollars. Is a new sponsor. So uh, we, no, this was sponsor number one since 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 the release day. Release yeah. day after episode one, he reached out. Primal Heart so, was had so far. This is twenty seven. No, and then so huh? oh this is not a professional thing this is just uh i wanted to start this a while ago but i knew that those two were busy and i have a love of podcasts and stuff like that so i said uh bobby hey this is what we should try work though let me be clear bobby has done the work even more so now when his computer crashed oh my goodness dude. i don't want to talk about it let's move on <laughs> <laughs> he's he's still traumatized we're gonna take some time he what what grief stage do you think you're in are you you're not you're past denial are i'm changing the subject if you visit okay. <laughs> www.feedonprimal.com and use promo code chubby at checkout you save 50 percent off your order our favorites i highly recommend uh bacon hollow or cracked pepper and sweet and spicy so if uh and it's not too hot. It's the perfect amount of heat for you, Chuck. So Man, we'll try I'm to get a bag up to you. I'm, I'm getting hungry. <laughs> we I, we oh, normally oh, I normally oh, have a bag of it. I just didn't oh, get to go, but I do have a snack. I'm I'm walking away to get my snack right now because I have one more beef stick in the fridge that I'm going to you get. Got, you don't right eat that right in front of us. That ain't right. right but what's crazy right. is that they're getting ready to change their name from Primal to. Uh, Rage jerky because their meat sticks are actually patented through another company called Primal Beef Sticks, oh. so they can't use that name. So they went back through and repatented their stuff. You know who, and do you know that? who's in charge of the who started Prim- this up? Yeah, uh, his name is Bo. Uh, Josh or J- Jordan knew him through. Um, he used to be Jordan used to be a uh, not a bo- a bondsman. Him and his wife at one okay. time, and he. He met him through that, and ever since then, him and Jordan have really had a good relationship. And Bo is just a big supporter of the community, so he reached out and said, "Hey, I'd really like to support you guys," and sent us all these samples of jerky and then every flavor of meat stick that they've had. Wow! And Bo so it's pretty cool. Recognizes that we're a funny crew. Look at this. And he actually—I think he just hit 15 years just this year. I, I can't remember the exact day. 15 years of being saved and baptized. Well, let's go, right Bo. So. Bo's an awesome dude. So here's the best part. When you bite into this thing, man, it is like chewing on actual, like, okay. No, so I don't want to say that. That's going to be gross. Just but show him that meat stick. Like this. Look at it. It's beautiful. <laughs> that is the huge. stuff on, that's just fat uh, on the top. Okay. It's just cold, cold fat. So just a little bit of grease. Right, right, right. But look at that beautiful thing. And then break that bad boy open. And that's like. Like it is pulled like tenderized meat 
chunks in there. So when mm. I bite into this, like it's not like I'm eating processed Slim Jim meat. It feels like it's been fresh ground, like beef. Cool. It's you can good, take that man. camping. It's you can so take that good. hunting. You could take oh, that. Yeah. You know, I could be your road trip snack. I got exactly. some, some some comments, and Bo, if you're listening. You know, I'm not trying to bypass the system, but if you're listening, hey, take it. Uh, it sweats a little weird in the package. Now, that's probably because of the heat it was exposed to, but I don't know. But they're still so, so good. Oh, man. But we all have our favorites, and mm-hmm. this is a list of those if you're watching. So check that out. Take a screenshot. But let's get to what Chuck wants to talk about, because this is, I mean, he is the guest and all. Mm. All right. So, oh. Chuck, my first question for you is: He's dressed for it. Look at him, Oklahoma. Oh the girls are uh, they actually the world the women's oh, yeah. softball started you know today, what? didn't it? That's here's where what he I, wants to Here's start. what I think of the Oklahoma softball team. Let's hear. They are the Alabama of softball. Of girls, of girls, all of girls sports. I would say they those are, are strong words, Chuck Simmons. Would you like to clarify? Well, oh, they are. They like are. Everybody wants to go to Alabama. Nick Saban shows up at anybody's house, and they just drool all over themselves. They just don't know what to do. He walks in, and it's like, "Oh yeah, I'm going to Alabama. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm there." Mm-hmm. And the reason why Alabama is const- is constantly winning because they recruit the best players. Okay, you recruit the best players, you're always going to have a good team. And I'm telling you, that Gasso, she is amazing. Isn't she okay. the number one role, uh, home run hitter in softball? No, that's the. We're talking the coach. Oh, okay. what kind of culture is she creating? Is amazing. She is a discipleship maker. Ooh. Those girls do Bible studies. Those girls do. Ooh. It's you need to research that. Okay. Josh. You would be amazed. This lady. They have baptisms on their softball team. Yo. All the time. At OSU? They had, they had last year, they, they had a chance. Or at uh, OU? Yeah. Yeah. They had a chance. Oklahoma for, University. Yeah. She's, and she is, any, any girl that plays softball wants to play for Gasso. Guaranteed. You know what's my, incredible uh, about my that? Boss actually got a meter. Left and right. They're in the second round right now, and everybody knows they're going to be in the finals. Yep. You know what that says to me? They've lost this is one the perfect. They've lost one freaking game all season. That's the like perfect example of what. That's the perfect example of what we're called to, though, as Christians, like as athletes, as coaches, stuff like that, to literally become the best at what we do so that what what we do, our platform becomes that of Jesus. So like, how cool is that? That like, OU, we're talking state level division one athletics is making regular disciples for Christ because every voted individual has built up that kind of a ministry. That's every game. They center around the pitcher's mound and pray. At the end of every game, that's who chills. Cool. It's the guy amazing. that I took over for. He was a high school uh, softball coach, and he got to go to a camp that she put on, 
and they got to mingle a little bit before he retired and he got to come back and tell me all the stories. She says that he just says that her mind about uh, softball is at another level. Yeah. Yeah. Like they run ruled. Like I think they said 15% of their teams that they played this year. Ridiculous. I mean, they're 13 and O and people all over the place. It's like, yeah, that's funny. That's got to feel good to run rule a team. Oh man, just well, they were scheduled to play uh the the Shockers, the female Shockers, right? So they had the stadium booked out. They were supposed to be playing at the Winds the new Windsurge Stadium. Had it all booked up. That game by itself was already sold sold out at like 64,000 people mainly because it's OU. The name OU brings a lot to like softball for sure. But then it got rained out, so canceled. Dang. UCLA was like the number two, like toward the beginning of the season, they were number two and everybody was talking to smack on OU and how great that, you know, UCLA was and everything they got. I know everybody was scared last year for them. I think they dropped them (laughs) 13-1. You just got, everybody was worried last year. Because wasn't it last year? All these girls are winning like, you know, MVP of the league and, you know, they're all coming from Oklahoma. But wasn't like, it last year that they lost to the lowest seed in the tournament and then like they months. met them back in the finals and then swept them? Yep, and then went all the way. Yeah. So, yeah. It was pretty crazy. That's just softball, man. Now we could talk about football when it comes to Oklahoma. We'll start, we'll go NFL later, but right now in Oklahoma, all right, all right. we had the suckiest season ever last year. We lost to Texas 40. What was it, 49? To nothing. 42 to nothing? 49 I thought it was nothing? 40, no, I think it was 49 was to it nothing. Was it 49? Yeah. Ooh. It's like, dude. trying to soften the blow by a touchdown. We apparently. barely made it into a bowl game. But I'm I would say you. since Stoops left that the football program has kind of been swept under the rug a little bit and they've been forgotten about, even though they've been good with uh, the dude that went to USC. Right. Like, that's who I wanted to come to Dallas before we got this other coach because I really had – I was not a fan of him, and that's who I was right. wanting to come to Dallas. I've heard all kinds of rumors about Lincoln. I heard that. Yeah. I, I don't even know if I could say this. <laughs> don't want to get anybody in trouble. No, don't, don't, <laughs> I was going to say, don't go getting yourself a defamation. This is on YouTube. This is on YouTube. This, so this does go live. There's, there's at least three people that watch this, including my mom. <laughs> uh, so, 47 he got involved regular follow, Woo. regular watchers. He got, he involved some appreciate unsavory you. situation. Well, I know you're one of those things. One of the reasons why he went to USC. But that being said, we don't even. I was just, we don't I was just hoping to have him come to Dallas. That's all I was hoping for. I, w- I wish that we would have got some uh, younger blood in there. That's all. The man, Venerable, is the bomb. He is the boss. He he is working that that portal like nobody that you could ever imagine. Man, he is going to have it. It may they may not win the Big Twelve this year, but by the time they get into the SEC. It's going to be raging. It's K State is K State's really moving up in that uh, that yeah. whole ream of talent. Yeah. So but here's some fun news: Josh's right niece. We're going to be right back happening. in the mix for the Big Twelve championship. Well, hopefully, because that was the last, the first year you guys haven't weren't even a contender for like ten years straight, right? At the very beginning, the nineties. Well, no, I'm saying like that was 10 years in a row. You guys were a contender oh, yeah. in the Big 12 yeah. championship. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this this last one was like, yeah, we weren't even yeah. in the conversation. It was like, what? But Josh's niece, Paige, got a uh, scholarship to go. Uh, she got a 
was it a nursing scholarship at Colorado with uh, uh Dion? Yeah, yeah. Prime time. Oh, is that right? Yeah. I wrote on her card. I said, "Get get my get an autograph from Prime Time." <laughs> I uh, I have a brother, so a son-in-law now that goes to Oklahoma. He just finished Ooh. his sophomore year, so I got some connections back there. Nice. Oh, so that's so you don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> so I'm a, I'm I bleed Oklahoma. You know, sooner born, sooner bred, and when I die, I'll be sooner dead. Uh, so I bleed Oklahoma and I always have since gee, uh, it was in the eighties when I first started watching Oklahoma football. Now and o- talk and Oklahoma, about the that's, NFL. Oklahoma, that's the place where the wind goes sweeping through the plains. No, right? No. That's that's Kansas. Are you sure? i've got questions for you i want to know your guys' thoughts on some rule changes that kickoff rule blows my mind but also the third quarterback rule that they're bringing in or bringing back from 2010 is a pretty i think i think it could uh, change a lot of things in both divisions well certainly considering everything that happened with the 49ers uh the qb3 rule is going to be helpful there um for sure yeah you (laughs) That was that was heartbreaking in such a critical situation to have to watch a team just limp along like that, knowing they had no advantage. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And so, Detroit's the I'll one that wanted that, that rule. Fixed. Yeah, I'll be glad. The Lions are the one that voted for it. to watch a Big 12, Mr. Irrelevant, you know, lead that team. Yes. Oh, Ooh. my goodness. And that kid is so cool. He's humble, but he's yeah. like feisty. You know, he's got it in him. So. I hope he gets, you know, he gets it all fixed up and gets back out there, man. Same. Let's go Brock his Purdy. Team I'm on the Brock Purdy really train. loves him. Yeah. His team really loves him. Yeah. So Makes me wonder, what do you got... think they'll do with Trey Lance if that's the case? I mean, obviously, they're going to let him. I thought Trey Lance was going to follow that coach. To be honest, I thought he was going to go. Uh, was it Jacksonville? I thought that's where he was going to end up going, or not Jacksonville, uh, Tennessee, because the offensive coordinator from 49ers went to Tennessee to be the head coach. I don't think that Trey Lance has it. I'm just no. He's I'm sorry. He's well, kind of like uh, to- who was that guy that uh, he went to? Was it was it the OU RG three? Oh, he reminds yeah. me of RG three. Like Baylor, getting hurt, by the way. Oh, Baylor, my bad. Baylor, that's right. <laughs> but he got hurt. RG, he was a RG good college was quarterback. A one, man. I thought he was a good, good quarterback. All the energy. I like, I loved his personality. I still love his personality. He's a good commentator. He's, good. He's a good but, broadcast. He's got a second yeah. career going. So, yep. But no, for real, you, you believe- look at his career. He's a great example of how dangerous that style of gameplay. Oh yeah. Uh, and he didn't have that protection when he was with the commanders. Well, what's crazy is like when at one time the Ravens had three Heisman Trophy winners on in a lineup at one time. They had RG3, uh, uh, J- uh, Lamar Jackson, and then uh, Ingram all in one lineup. And they called up their uh, like jumbo package. Hmm. It was crazy. Pretty sweet. But what about the kickoff rule? Did you see that? What's the change on the kickoff rule? Anything, any fair catch inside the 25. So if I fair catch it on the one, it gets moved to the 25 automatically. Yeah. That's stupid. I, it's, it's all about that protecting the players and the concussion protocol and all that jazz. That's, they're just, they're just, <sighs> ah, 
<laughs> I think if the kicker can kick and hit the field and have it go out where the ball, like they need to get rid of the ball penalty. So right. if he can place that ball and put it on the one yard line and have it go out, it shouldn't be a penalty. It should be, that's where the ball's placed. Right. And if you're not going to try to catch it, then that's on you. Right. So it is, I, I just think it's pretty bizarre. Do you have any early ever... predictions, Joshua or Chuck, for offensive rookie of the year? Rookie, extremely, extremely early prediction of offensive rookie of the year. Uh, hmm. is it too early to say Bihan? Is that the safe bet though? Is it though? Because uh, he's a running back. I don't actually think he is a safe bet. Not many, not many running backs are winning offensive rookie of the year. It's either quarterback okay. or wide receiver. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Who did Bihan go to? Uh, uh, was it was it the Lions? They could or Atlanta? One of the two? At, Atlanta. I think, I think Atlanta. that Bryce Young will do well. You think Bryce? Yeah, I. Think I would, I'm a, I'm I'm rooting for the Colts rookie that they picked up. Isn't that is Richardson? that Bryce Young? Richardson, no, yeah. Richardson. He's oh yeah, the, uh, the Florida. Yeah, absolutely. I actually, yeah, I actually could see if it's not going to be Behan, I could see it being CJ Stroud. I'm telling you, I'm all, I am all in on Texans with Stroud, dude. Everybody and says Texans no. aren't going anywhere. If your That's team's not going anywhere, you're just going to get beat the snot out of you, man. I just let's watch him play. Let's oh man. Talk to me about their offensive line. You're right. You're. I'm not going to deny that the. I, I'm not good let players me, that go the stinky let teams. Let me be clear. Offensive rookie doesn't require good team play, <laughs> and that's what matters to me. The only rookie that I can think of that didn't have somebody to sit behind and still succeeded would probably be Burroughs. That's it. He didn't have to sit behind anybody. He went in there naturally and became a winner. But Burroughs, he's lightning in a bottle, man. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, if he's going to Texans, he, they don't have anybody at all. Well, they the don't have anybody for him. These were decent. Yeah. They, they at least had good wide receivers. I mean, the Texans are just. They destroyed that team. I don't even know what happened to the Texans. They used to be a pretty decent team. DeAndre Hopkins, gone. Man, it's gone. like. Yeah, they, they picked it apart. That's really what happened. Deshaun Watson, gone. But that was with. But I people, mean, I I will be clear. I've I've watched the Texans since the beginning, like since they became a merger team, and I remember from the beginning, people have always questioned their choices. I mean, do you remember that their first quarterback pick was David Carr, and then it was uh, what was the big uh, dramatic pick that they had where they chose uh, Mario Williams over, right, right. Uh gosh, who was it? That everyone is like, why? Why would you go with him? He he was the lesser of the pick, and it it played out. You know, I mean, I mean, there have been good players that have played on that team, but yeah, they have a history of of poor choices. All right, now let's let's talk about the the uh, Texas, the Dallas Cowboys. Oh yeah, I wasn't happy. We went to the draft. You ain't got a whole lot to say about the the Dallas Cowboys. I don't have a whole lot to say. No. I mean, other than I was, I mean, we were at the draft, right? And I was hoping, I thought we were going to be smart and get a tight, get our, get the tight end. We had the he chance of getting the number two tight end, end. Right. but no, we screwed the pooch and we got, I don't even want to say it. 
I don't want to talk about it. But I mean, hopefully, I'm gonna. I mean, we got a decent tight end, but we could have had an even better tight end. And that's what we don't have as a tight end. Who, Here's who what I got on the Cowboys. Team. You ready? Yeah. I have been a diehard Cowboys fan for the longest time. Okay. I used to collect Dallas Cowboy football cards. I I still have the triplets in a hard case. You know, I have, you know, Aikman, Irving, and Emmett, you know, and, you know, just a diehard. And I watched him when they stunk. I watched him when they won one game. I watched him when, you know, the highlights of seeing, you know, uh, uh, um, Dorsett run a 99-yard, you know, run back, you know, run on the Washington Redskins. I mean, that was the highlight of that bad year. And I have, and man, I'm telling you what, I was a Landry fan because I love the man and everybody did. Jerry Jones did him wrong by firing him over the phone. And I'll say that until I'm blue in the face. And then Jerry Jones couldn't find, he still can't find a coach that will let him run the show. And, and all Jerry Jones cares about is the dollar. He just wants to keep, you know, that star out there so he's making money. I don't even know if he cares to win the Super Bowl, you know, or be in the playoffs. It's, you know, I think the only reason is that he wants uh, the money that He comes wants up. to host it. Yeah, I'm just saying. So that's my beef on the Dallas Cowboys is that I don't like Jerry Jones. He's the bad nucleus for the team for sure. That must be. Actually with his They've got good players out the nose, man, but they are—they don't have any kind of chemistry. They don't have. This was my argument. They've been the most talented team for the past twenty years, arguably one of the with the most talent on it, with nothing to show for it. They got no chemistry. They don't work well together. I don't know if it's something about that star, if it goes to your head or what, but they don't—they don't work well together. There's t- what do you think about Zeke getting kicked? Of a year, and then they're nothing. What do you think Zeke about getting cut? Do you think that was a good thing or a bad thing for Dallas? I think it's good. Get rid of him. Now, I I prefer. I mean, I really didn't think that he was producing like he was. But when I looked at the stats compared between him and Derrick Henry, it blew my mind. Huh? They're well, less Pollard, than a hundred yards away from each place. other. Pollard's won the you know won his position. Right. I agree with that. Position. But I think it's crazy how he only has a hundred yards. Le- le- I think it's less than a hundred yards than Derrick Henry in all rushing yards. And Derrick Henry has rushed for three times as many times than Zeke. Where's he at now? He's right now. He's a free agent. Dallas was trying to actually talk to him and get him back. Okay. I didn't know if he landed somewhere. No, I mean, right now he's technically, I think still listed as a Dallas Cowboy because he's under contract. They just cut him. Because he's still getting, I think he still has like two or three years still left on the contract that right. he was originally given. That's just there's something going down there in Dallas. I don't exactly know what it is. Do you the best thing to happen to Dallas is our defensive uh, defensive linebacker. That was the best thing that's happened to the defense for sure. At, at the end of the day, do you think it comes down to just the pride of the owner and and that trickling down? Maybe it just trickles down. Man. Maybe it trickles down. It's the micromanagement just, I, of the owner. I wouldn't say the, and that's yeah, well. That's what I mean by the pride of him, though, in the fact that he, it has to be his way, and so because it's always the Jerry Jones way, that nobody, that nothing can really thrive 
unless it perfectly fits the Jerry Jones way and nothing perfectly fits the Jerry Jones way. Well, and the thing is, you can't keep a coach. All you got is milly mouthed coaches that, you know, aren't doing anything because they've got Jerry riding over his shoulder. He, he only hires yes men. You know, Jimmy Johnson, you know, was doing fantastic things and, and he couldn't, he couldn't handle it because he couldn't right. have enough of the power. Jimmy was he getting, said, that's why the, he left. Jimmy was getting all the power. Yep. And then right after that, you had, uh, Oh, Bill, uh, Cowboys. Bill Jerry uh, Jones is the Cowboys. Uh, not Bill Belichick, Bill, uh, the oh, one right before Wade Phillips. Right, right. Like he was the last great coach that the Dallas Cowboys had that it was actually doing what he was supposed to do until Jerry stepped in. And then he said, see, I'm retiring early. Right, right. And then we hired Wade Phillips, which I actually think was an underrated coach defensively, in my opinion. He just had Jerry Jones like hovering over him the whole time. And then Garrett, Phillips isn't, Garrett was, isn't Garrett was a joke. A that was a joke. And so he's clap happy. Oh, <laughs> and McCarthy, he's not. I don't like McCarthy. I haven't liked McCarthy's even when he was at Green Bay. I wanted Sean Payton. Oh, yeah. Also, that would have been you a guys, sweet thing. I was watching. We work on uh, getting Shanahan, get Shanahan away from the 49ers. I okay. don't think that we can afford Shanahan. So, so you've heard my beef against the cow about against the Cowboys. I have to say, with a father-in-law and a wife, and a city that hosts the Kansas City Chiefs yeah. spring workouts. I mean, spring and spring having workouts. lived in Kansas for how much of your life? I I have to admit, guys, I've. I've started giving my attention to the Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> Bobby, I, I never, I don't I've never disliked the Chiefs. So, I mean, I'll, I'll watch the Chiefs for sure. My dad watched them. I mean, I, I get to see them every year because they come to our campus to have their 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 uh, what is a spring spring training? Uh, well, spring training. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah, spring training. OTAs. OTAs. Yeah. yeah. So. My my daughter was yelling. Her and a friend were yelling at Patrick Mahomes, and just yelling at him, yelling at him while he was, you know, in the, you know, playing the game. And finally, he went down for to take a snap. And just before he took the snap, he put his hand behind his head, and he went like this to my daughter and her friend. That's so cute. <laughs> so bad. Yeah. The so. the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs and are I'm not just like fun to watch. I like them because no. there's. They have the good organization chemistry. Is solid, oh my dude. goodness, they have good chemistry. Yeah. Bobby, wouldn't you coach, want that kind of chemistry at the Dallas Cowboys? Yeah, but it says everything about the coach right there. Like the coach allows the chemistry <laughs> to actually Andy give Reed. birth. Like nobody's got a good attitude in Dallas when you talk to them. Like it's always something negative. You, Those guys Travis have Kelsey, fun. Travis Kelsey is a great example to me of what Andy Reid does to a player. Because when Travis came into the league, he was still very immature. You could see it in his behavior. You could see it in the the flags he would get. I mean, do you remember the time when Travis like got booted because he picked up the flag? Oh yeah, he yeah, was a troubled. Like he, he was a troubled player. Yeah, he was troubled his first two years, and Andy just does not condone that, and he calls it out and he corrects it. And like the culture that's created there is because like 
again, kind of like we're talking about, it triples down from what leadership allows. Absolutely. And Andy Reid and Veach and Hunt, they don't like they call the Chiefs. That's one of the things I love about the Chiefs organization is to me, it's one of the most character driven organizations that I've seen. Now, well, it yeah, says a lot about the coach when you have all the other coaches that are successful that have been under you. So the Eagles yeah. head coach, yeah. uh, McCarthy was under Reid at one point. I mean, you've got how many head coaches that are in the NFL that were at one time were under Andy Reid and learned all of his philosophies about why he does what he does. Well, and he's such a great man, and I love it because when he talks about it, he's always talking about how he's building better men, uh, and and that's that's what he's he's out to do. They're there to play well, football. They're times, there to win. A lot of times, coaches don't men. talk that in the NFL. Yeah, that's nope. that's college football. Yeah, you're right. That is more college. Mentoring men is a college football term. Usually when you get into the NFL, coaches back off from that. But man, right. you know, Reed has stayed with that. Yep. Yeah. I mean, your top coaches are Andy Reed, Sean Payton. I mean, Bill Belichick has that has that mentality, but he doesn't have the attitude to like have a conversation <laughs> with an individual one on one. Come on, He's man. Players have, have bad mouthed him because of the Oh, right. Because, but like I'm saying, he's such a successful coach because he knows what he wants and people respect that oh, yeah. when they're on his team. Yeah. But yeah, and look at look at the very few that badmouth Andy Reid. Just one. McCoy. I can only think of one. Le'Veon Bell. That's it. Le'Veon Le'Veon Bell. Didn't Shady McCoy say some stuff? Huh. I don't think so. I think I just Le'Veon Sean, Bell said I, I will never play for the Chiefs, even if they paid me blah blah yeah. blah. Le'Veon said that I was pretty sure Shady had said something, but it's, it's, it's surprise, surprise. It's guys that have had character issues who have field issues who do not like a coach who calls them on their crap, who says that's not the kind of men we are here. But what what I I I like about Reed too, is he lets the players play. Yes. Yes. Oh yeah. They have fun with it. His playbook is built around his players' talents. Why That's is Patrick Mahomes so successful? He's playing football like he's playing football in somebody's backyard. He, that's all right. he's doing. He's playing backyard ball. And Andy sets up the situation every time to make it feel like backyard ball. He's putting he's putting up jump shots. You know, well, to well, here's a question for Chuck. Do you think Andy Reid would be less successful with Mahomes or would Mahomes be less successful with Andy Reid? That's a good question. I, I, I think like Mahomes, if he was story. Belichick, do you think, think he would be as successful? I don't think he would. I don't. I think he needs yeah, Andy Reid for his. Like it's not. It wouldn't be fun football for him if he was with Bill Belichick yeah. or somebody like that. He loves it so much. I don't think Here's, he'll ever leave there unless Reid does. He keeps taking pay cut after pay cut after oh, pay yeah, cut. What yeah, yeah. is it? What he? Now here's an. I'm just not going to even go that direction, but. How much money do you actually need to live your life? It's a fair question. It's a fair Bobby, question. How much money do you actually need in order to live a, a free life, not ever having to worry about money for the rest of your life? Well, I mean, I have never put a number I to it, but I would argue, I would argue that it would be very, it would be much less than what I have now, especially if I buckled down. <laughs> I mean, if I'm you a simple man. Five mil. You're, oh, fine. I would, I would play, I would yeah, play if, for the, I would play for the Philadelphia Eagles for a hundred and hundred grand a year. 
<laughs> yeah, Bobby. Bobby's like, give me that minimum. Give me that minimum paycheck. I don't care. The minimum paycheck six hundred forty-five thousand. So I'll take a hundred grand. And Mahomes is investing in so check. much right now. Mahomes, he's, he's smart with his money. He he's smart with his money. Dude's, dude's gonna have Shaq money. He's gonna have Shaq money. I would argue that he could have LeBron money. <laughs> and just you know, he'll, you know, you know is gonna do be you in a know movie. how invested Shaq is, dude? Do you know how invested LeBron is? Oh, I know. Like, I'm not a big NBA fan at all, but he has a production company for movies for Hollywood. Oh, I know. And I'm not an NBA fan at all, but I think Mahomes is successful because of Andy Reid, but I think Andy Reid could bring characters out of numerous players because he's proven that at every organization he's been with. But it would have to be somebody that wasn't overly cocky. Right. I don't think he also would also detour from that person. He would also detour. I think that's why they work so well together is because open-mindedness definitely blocking all likes on my face right now. Um, no, they work really well together because like one Patrick is super creative. And so he gets out there and he reads the scenario and Andy's always working with him. And so one Andy listens to Patrick a lot, like their collaboration is off the charts. It's amazing to me. I couldn't believe how much those two communicate and how much Andy takes into consideration everything Patrick is saying like they like at times it feels like Patrick is the offensive coordinator at times just how well versed and how well understood he is but that tells you how much prep work they are putting in behind the scenes to study and prepare for what they're doing and I'm telling you this is the <laughs> master stroke it really is it's the perfect storm of a brilliant creative coach mixed with a talented and creative player and as long as there is a field and there is a and there's 13 seconds on the clock, the Chiefs have have the ability to get it done. That's all there's to it. Like I think I think the Kansas City Chiefs might be the Alabama of NFL. I, I'm 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 willing to agree to that. Let me tell you, as, but how many do they have to win? Because right now the Patriots have that title. You here's what no, but here's what I'm saying. I'm not saying because of you know how much they've won. Because I'm everybody saying, wants to go there. Everybody wants to go there. Who doesn't want to go to Kansas City right now? I think everyone would agree it is the oncoming dynasty. Nobody would deny that the Chiefs are the oncoming dynasty. I'm I'm shocked that old Hill left us. And here I just said it it was for the money. It was for the money. (laughs) Traitor. Here's the thing. He's, he he's still. I was talking about Chuck well. being a traitor. He said oh, us. Wow. <laughs> I, I said it. us. Keep Josh, saying us, Chuck. Keep it. <laughs> Keep it up, baby. Keep it up. <laughs> I take great joy in this. I listen. No, no, no. Let me add to this. Let me, for those of you listening that don't get how funny that is, I listened for years to this Cowboys fan rant and rave about oh, my how goodness. bad the Chiefs were because we were bad back then. Well, Elvis Gerback was bad. Talk all the smack talk I lived through and to now hear this man who God has blessed him with a new season and a new ministry and a family (laughs) and all of these things that have allowed him to step into the, you know, he's already been a part of the kingdom of heaven, but now he's a part of the red kingdom. And that's a beautiful go there. Oh my, it's not, I will say this. I will say this. They have the best fan base in all of the NFL. That's unarguable. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. 
the net, the atmosphere when I'm there, like, you know, that like where you're at every time you go there. But that's also why I did not like my first time ever going to Arrowhead. Like I did not, mm-hmm. I literally did not feel safe and I wasn't wearing like, yeah, I was wearing a Dallas shirt, but it was two chiefs fans fighting each other up in the stands. It's like, why? They have but lots of drink. I'm sure <laughs> they have the best fan base in all of the NFL. Thank arguably you. just because that. i mean look at the sound level in the stadium nobody wants to play there because of the sound level oh gosh and i remember even as a kid hearing the noise that arrowhead makes and just even as a kid just we always talked about decibels like turn the tv up get loud like it's it's how chiefs football is it is a loud passionate game oh man you're right, All right well let's it. talk one more Chiefs point DeAndre Hopkins coming? I don't think he is. I think he could end up going to – I honestly think he could go up with the Ravens. Scary enough, as that may sound. I've heard the Ravens. I don't buy it. Um, I don't think anybody wants to uh, clash with what they have going, but I could see him. The Bengals would be scary even also if if the Bengals got him. Oh, man, that's dangerous. Is he still still all that? DeAndre Hopkins? Hopkins? He's still capable. I would say he is. I would say that he is. He's had multiple seasons with medical problems, right? No. He was only suspended one. He was only suspended for, uh, I forgot what it was. I think it was like doing something out of league uh, standards or something like that. But that's it. Like he had like a toe issue like when he first went to the Cardinals. He's had some health issues, but it hasn't been like. Significant. Yeah. It, his issue's been oh, he hasn't like had a, a quarterback. Was it 2019 that he had his breakout? Yeah, that's the year that he didn't drop a pass that came to him. Yeah, that's insane. Not one pass was dropped that he touched. Tell, that's crazy. tell me though, you we wouldn't love to have hands like that though. But now I just I don't see us uh you know, right now the the Chiefs way, it seems like is uh make yourself they don't want it on one player. They don't want to make, they don't want to put any too much spotlight. Because this is a team, this is a team effort. Maybe, um, maybe I, that's I, why I, they didn't feel like they were hurt and getting rid of Hill. My hope they really didn't Brandon, need Hill. Yeah, they they really it was good didn't. for him. He was and good for him when they needed him. Even when we had Tyreek, Tyreek was always the danger threat that we would also then use. Like he was always the deep threat, but then we'd use his speed to get our second and third guys open to get Travis open. So the reality is, like, we're always going to be utilizing all the players. So somebody who's looking to be a a locked-in number one who gets those numbers, which is what Tyreek wanted, that's not it at the Chiefs. Like The gameplay is a lot like how Dryling did his running backs. He's like, oh, who's got 100 yards? Oh, okay, well, let's put this guy in. We'll get him another 80. Yeah, it's constantly spreading the ball around. I mean, you think about it. Patrick throws, on average, to seven to nine different receivers in the game did you just did you just throw a high school football coach from no, the- I'm saying i'm using that as a reference because like we know like what he says on oh, the field like he says how he many yards does he have riling oh well, i would still on. i'll still if, use it if we're talking about <laughs> dynasty makers i mean seven, seven championships, champions? In 10 years, oh, yeah. that's a dynasty but that's how he thought though like if he had a running back who had like 105 yards right he would get another running back in to try to get him to 100 yards. Well, Same for it, like it's it's all about the depth of your roster. It's about making sure you right. can go deep. It's about making sure that the guy who's fifth on the string, who's who's fifth string on your team, 
is not fifth string anywhere else, that he would be first or second string anywhere else, but that your depth is so good and talented that they have to sit back there and fight, you know, for that fourth and fifth spot. And since I didn't play college or NFL, I can't use any other reference. So (laughs) I E, you know, uh, Kansas city chiefs when they drafted in the first round, what did they need? Nobody knew. Nobody well, knew what no, they we, needed. We, needed, we talked what receiver. Uh, we talked back. receiver. We talked defensive end. Yeah, backups. Yeah, that's really what we need needed. Backup. Backups. What do you need? Backups. I would say I would argue that everybody needs a decent backup offensive line for sure. Oh, oh absolutely, man. Always. If you don't have depth in your offensive oh, line, you're not going to make it in the NFL. Oh, well, that proved us. That proved the Chiefs the year they lost to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And this is, everyone will say this, it's it's the most, I think, just commonly accepted truth when it comes to football, and it's just never talked about, but if you do not have good linemen, your team is not good, period. Got that right. They've got to be good offensive linemen who can block, pass block, rush block, all of it, and good defensive linemen who can get through. The other teams, pass blockers and rush blockers. Like it oh, man, is... offense and defense gets all the attention. That offensive line doesn't get any attention. Name me, name me five Hall of Fame offensive linemen. Five of them? Who, like you, right you now? You want me to do that? Can you name five Hall of See, Fame? See, this is where we need to call in from Jordan. From what uh, team? Uh, what era? Uh, it doesn't uh, matter. Anybody in the NFL, give me offensive linemen. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. This is where we need Jordan. Uh, Tim Grunhard, uh, War- uh, Willie Rofe, uh Come on. Uh, further back, further back. Come on. Um, but if I said give me quarterbacks or give me yeah, running backs. I could do five easy. I could do five easy. Oh, uh, Big, Big the, Head. Big Head. He's in the Hall of Fame, I'm sure. Um, you can name a hundred different other players, but I'm just saying. But you're right. You're right. And, and the linemen are the key. Right. 100%. Diamond as a quarterback, but if he doesn't have any time to throw the freaking ball, you know, he's dead. Yep. Yeah. You know, if you have a, a diamond back in your running back, Example you don't have given. line that gives him a hole, he's dead. Example well, given. Elvis Gerback. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a great example. <laughs> Flip the script on that, and I would say you could counter that, and I would say look at the Cowboys as a great example of what happens when you have a solid offensive line. You could put literally any running back back there, and they put up great numbers. I think who we've was, had more running backs before than... Zeke. Who was y'all star running back? Uh, Demarco Murray. Before Demarco Murray, who was y'all star running back? Uh, the dude from uh, the Raiders that broke his knee from Wichita. Uh, forgot his name. Uh, broke his knee in college at uh, Arkansas, I do believe. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. I Went to the Raiders. Uh, that's kind of my that's kind of my point. Is y'all have consistently had great. And then running before that was Marion Barber. Yeah, Marion Barber. Y'all consistently had great running backs because it's not really that y'all have great running backs. It's that y'all have consistently gotten good linemen and y'all y'all make sure you have a good offensive line consistently. And so Until you this have year a good we didn't draft game. anybody off for the offensive line. And there you go. <laughs> well, hey, why don't we talk about our last uh sponsor? Yes, we have two sponsors, Chuck. I bet you Man, didn't know we're, that. We're this is that's why it's high end. We got double the sponsorship. 
We get. But all we have to do here is is that uh, and Joshua, take it away. Oh man, let me tell you, Heartland Championship Wrestling, y'all. This is the newest uh, wrestling promotion to come to the Midwest. Uh, It is ran by Billy Blade Simmons. Uh, and let me tell you, no, no relation has, to Chuck, no relation, That's a no, good name, none. but Ooh, to Joshua, plenty of relation to me. He's my brother. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, no, HCW is, is phenomenal. Comes with, with lots of, of great, uh, like I said, legacy as, uh, credible roster that they're putting out right now on all of their socials. Uh, they've been promoting them for the last probably three or four weeks. They've been letting know, uh, who all the wrestlers are going to be. Uh, and then they have shows coming up. They've already got two booked up uh, in Leavenworth. Is that right? Yeah, they uh, took over the shows. Leavenworth bookings. Yeah, so all the Leavenworth bookings are happening. So if you're in Leavenworth, make sure you catch one of those shows. If you're more so in Hutch or Salina, stuff like that, uh, I know there's getting shows booked there. Make sure to check their social. They're waiting on a uh, venue is all they're waiting for here. But right now, their, their Facebook is he, popping. I know. He and I have talked a few times, and he is like, he's like, itching to get this deal locked in with his venue so that he can he can announce some shows in Hutch. It's going to be good. But, but that uh, is no, HCW catch it, catch at, it and, at, is it at HCW or uh, at HCW Live 23. Yeah, HCW Live 23. So, so that's all of them. Like in high school, college wrestling? No, this no, is this WWE. Is like, this is WWE sport wrestling. This is entertainment uh, wrestling. You guys did some of that, didn't you? Oh, we did a ton of it. We we were we are some of the original artists <laughs> under uh, Billy Blade Simmons. Uh, I I wrestled in the backyard of my house under his tutelage, as did Jordan uh, and Bobby. Bobby did. Uh, <laughs> I enjoyed No Broken Bones my entire life, so I didn't take it part in as much. So uh, he was, yeah, he was less. Not a big fan of heights. So <laughs> Jordan was the one doing front flips off of the roof. Uh, that was not so much Bobby and I. Although right. I was always up for a good gimmick, I was I was the guy who would run into the ring and get hit, and immediately get beat, uh, like in three seconds for like. Josh is the one straight. that got tapped out by a dog. Uh, yeah, yeah, I lost a wrestling match to a dog uh, on via video camera. <laughs> That one was fun. That was stupid. Uh, it was the old. Ulti- I was the ultimate jobber, is what that's called. It's the person who just goes in to lose the matches and is just there as kind of a presence. And I was having fun with it. That's a fun bit. So, but go follow Heartland Championship Wrestling over on the Facebooks. Yeah, go catch some of their matches. They've got some good <laughs> ones. All right, Chuck. Oh, we got last questions here, or what? Oh no, 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 no last questions. I got one other thing here and then i was going to give you the option to either just get, jump right into a draft that we normally do or i was going to have oh, you play a game yes. called hot seat but right here do you have any shows like right now i want to highlight one thing and i want to say farewell and goodbye to uh, ted lasso that was one great oh, show yes have you Bobby, seen that chuck I'm so glad that you no no in. i'm not a ted lasso, a ted fan. lasso. Oh, have you, you seen it though to. no is it worth okay it? oh it man okay you're talking about coaching coaches bringing a character driven team together this is 100 like the diagram of how to do that yep okay ted ted lasso is like the upbeat positive energetic force that you want in a coach he's perfect he's he's every bit of the the lasso way that they talk about in the show is is great 
and it's it's every bit of the relational uh you know kind of uh humble but like funny uh just personality driven family driven yeah it's so good you'll love it it's good stuff now you know behind the scenes of the show there's plenty happening do not uh, watch no, this in front of kids because there is bad language outside of Ted yeah, Lasso himself. Okay. So it's, this is for your eyes only, probably. It's it's Apple TV, so you can imagine that there's plenty of of subliminal messages happening there. If and they're in Europe, so. Uh, oh, but like conceptually, yeah, soccer. Uh, team. Yeah, because it's about soccer. Yeah, oh, so okay. it happens. Yeah, okay. It happens in not in London, but in England. It's in England, and what actually the premise behind it all, which I found to be very, very cool, is is that he was actually the head coach for the Wichita State Shockers football team, actual our football, and then the which as, I mean, as we all know doesn't exist because since nineteen sixty seven or yeah, whatever year that was, but that's what's funny crash? about it. Yeah. I think it was sixty seven. It could be wrong. It I don't is. know. The whole team. But you have to watch it from there and then get the premise about where she or what the owner is actually trying to do to the team for you to understand and be comfortable with like where the where you think it's going to go because it's not at all where you think it's going to go. But a very good watch. So I do appreciate I think I think that they did change the future of writing for sports or actually almost all TV for just that show by itself. Can you stream it? Bold statement. Yeah. All, All four yeah, seasons. You an Apple device. Right on. Sounds good. I might give it a shot. Well, are you watching anything with the wife, Chuck, that uh, is worth uh, noting that maybe we might take a liking to? What are we watching? I got a 12-year-old, man. I have to fight over the remote. So okay? Disney. What is, what is yeah, she Disney's watching? Disney's pretty hot. And everything that my 21-year-old daughter watched, my 12-year-old daughter is now watching. Well, at least okay, that's good. So what does that oh, include? Huh? What does that include? Oh, what, what are we I talking about there? Are we talking hey, about like 2000s rom-coms? Oh, we got okay. the Carly. We got the Zoe one-on-one. We've got the... Drake and Josh? No, she hasn't, she hasn't gotten no, not that quite one. that far back? You're okay, sunny, gotcha. sunny with, with something. Is that Always sunny, sunny in Philadelphia? No. <laughs> I was no, like, what? But it's sunny all... with a side of... I don't know. She could tell me. She's got... Yeah, it's a new one every day, you know. Huh. She's got the oh, what was that? The Wizards of Waverly Place. She was watching that. Oh, Heather uh, loved that one growing up. I mean, she she's watching one. the old school stuff, which you guys would consider old school. So that's why I've actually, actually, everything that you named, I've never heard of. <laughs> Josh is on board. <laughs> I know it all. So. Of course, we're watching Chosen. You know, that's good stuff. Dude, I, so, okay. I'm I'm going to make a confession here because I can. I, 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 should, <laughs> I should be better about this, but it's it's season three, right? I'm just yes, now watching season one. Were you, were you like, avoiding it? Were you having kind a bad attitude? No, 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 no. I, I didn't have any issues with it. I was just... I hadn't quite committed to watching it. And I just like, I don't know. I, when the first season came out, I was like, Oh yeah, that looks cool. That looks interesting. Uh, and then we started to watch it as a small group. I think that's been what the issue is. I've been wanting to watch it, but every time I've went to watch it, I've committed to watching it with other people. And so Mm -hmm. I haven't ended up watching it. We're going to watch it with a small group. 
the small group kind of dissipated after about four weeks. And so we didn't get through, but more than three episodes, I enjoyed what I watched of it. And I was like, okay, there's a decent amount of like, like the biblical context that it provides, um, you know, and it, it tweaks some stuff. Like um, it's, it, it has uh, I think if I remember right, and this is such a small detail, but it was one that I noticed was when Jesus calls uh, the disciples to follow him, they're all in the same boat together. Right. Uh, and the, and scripturally, the only difference that I could see is it says that Jesus went a little further on and called right. uh, the sons of Zebedee. So, and it's like, that's such a finite point that I'm not like, I'm not going to get worked up over that detail. And it's like, that's the thing that they miss on. But everything else like creates this culture, this environment that helps understand what's happening with scripture. Like it's really well done. So I'm, I'm on you? episode five of All season right. one and I'm uh-huh. loving it. Like it's so good, good. but I'm, good. I'm slow watching it. And Heather, I told Heather, I was like, we're going to watch it together too, but I'm also slow watching right. it myself. Well, what I like about it is they, they have a, an outline that is biblically sound. Okay? Yes. Their basic outline is biblically sound, but they are taking liberties to fill the gaps. Yeah. They, they yeah. fill it in with the artistic probability Right. Of what right. culture would have been like. And that's the thing. This isn't just like fabricated information. This is rooted in like massive amounts of research on historical Absolutely. Jewish culture Absolutely. and things like that. And so it's like, it's really the best way to put it is it's one of the coolest ways to see the culture of the Bible come alive. Not right. just the words of it, but the culture of the Bible come alive. Well, my household is basically made up of my wife has her shows. I have my shows and Anna <laughs> her shows. So and, not a whole lot of family watching together. Uh, we watch, we've got a few shows that we watch together. And so. Can I recommend a movie? Start, we really have gotten into like mysteries at the museum and stuff like that. So it's a, you know, kind of a history type thing. And I love that she's getting into that. So. Can I recommend a, a movie for you? Bobby? Yes, sir. Okay, did you like the movie Gran Torino with Clint Eastwood? Yeah. Okay, imagine that with... You didn't watch it with your daughter, but... Right, okay, now, imagine if they made a movie for that, like, that you could, but in the same, I guess, uh, idea of a movie without the racism and the the vulgar language, right? Right. There's a movie that Tom Hanks has called A Man Named Otto. And I was oddly surprised at how how close of a uh, storyline that it follows like Gran Torino all the way to the very end. And when I say that, just think about the car. Okay. Right. But I highly recommend that that's on Netflix. I'll give it a shot. I'll watch it. Very, we'll see. Very decent, uh, decent uh, Tom Hanks movie and nothing's going to beat Forrest Gump for me, but it could try. The thing that pops into my mind, whatever you say, Tom Hanks now is that I watched a, uh, Oh, it was just a, Facebook thing, I think, but it was Tom Hanks and um, Jim Carrey and a lot of just old actors sitting around, a bunch of guys just sitting around. Yeah, one of those roundtable discussions. Yeah, and yes, he says, "I love those." He said, "One thing that you can always count on." He says, "This too will pass." Pass. Yep. He says, "If you have great good. success, this too will pass." If you get your, if you're, you know, you're getting bad scripts and you're, you're hitting bottom, this too will pass. And I just, 
it was really cool because all the old the old actors are just sitting there going, oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. This they get it. They've lived it. <laughs> so I use that as a sermon illustration. So awesome. actually, I'm going to use that at camp this week. So cool. Uh, this too will pass. Well, outside of the entertainment, think about what Josh has to do for a sermon. He's got to plan one with a fanny pack. Oh man, dude! <laughs> what? You know what? You know what the worst uh, part is. Bobby or uh, Kent, our senior pastor, is doing a series on like spiritual disciplines, and so I have a feeling I'm gonna find a way to utilize that in one of the ones that I teach there, like being at the ready or preparedness or something. I don't know. Well, you got a fanny something. pack that you love and all? He so no. So I've always, <laughs> always despised fanny packs. I think they should have died in the '90s when they first came out. I think they, I think whoever made them should probably like that's if we ever invent time travel that's the first one we should go back and have a conversation with or like, let's get rid of fanny packs first or something hate them so bobby sees that as an invitation because you know bobby he sees <laughs> that as an invitation to get to to then torment me with a fanny pack and last uh football season we met a bet early on in the show that i would find a way uh if i lost that i would find a way to preach with a fanny pack on. And uh-huh. so that's what I have to do. I have to find a way to get a fanny pack on in my sermon and utilize it. Like, as a and let's not forget, you found out a way to use it outside of the, let's sermon. not talk about finding an actual, <laughs> right, like, why you go, bro. like, I got one for you. I got one for you. You ready? Yes. Spiritual disciplines in Bible study, not just Bible reading, but Bible study. Okay. You need to bring out like colored pencils. You need to bring oh out my. all kinds of stuff. Oh my! The tools my that we keep at hand. Oh my! Highlighters. I can act. Note cards. You can bring all if kinds this, of stuff out of your fanny pack. If this collection of decorative scissors is an indicator of what kind of person my wife is, you can imagine how much of that stuff I have in my house too. <laughs> We, all right, Chuck. You know what? We are all married to very creative, crafty women. Let's just. Oh, my wife is that. right all now working on a, uh, a uh, I guess, a craft for Fourth of July. So yeah, my I think wife Heather's crafting too right now. For every holiday, she does all kinds of things. Yep. Has your wife tried to convince you to let you leave up the Christmas tree year-round, Chuck? Uh, and just I'm decorate it for you. different seasons? I used to, when I lived by myself, I'd leave my Christmas lights up. My wife no! Was- <laughs> I oh, yeah, that. under your balcony window? Walking into yeah, your balcony in like June, and the white lights are up on the... I just thought it was like a decoration thing. I wasn't even thinking that it was Christmas was- lights. It was good decoration. Hey, why take it down? Oh, my. <laughs> Chuck. Ugh. Well, Chuck, on this part, I'm going to let you choose. You either could do – we or we could do both. It depends on your time. Three rounds of this game called Hot Seat, or we'll end it off with a top five draft. And I actually created the draft according to what I believe that you would find fun. So I'll let <gasps> you choose. Well, the draft is going to be we will draft our top five. And since you're the guest, you'll get to choose the order. You'll either be able to choose to go first, second, or third. First. I don't even have my draft stick style. Well, hold on. That's the, that's the fun part because I think you're going to be great at this, and that's why I chose this because I didn't write anything down, and I know Josh couldn't because he never does. Yeah. So <laughs> I'll let you know the draft, and then I'll let you choose. So the draft is going to be our top five classic rock songs. 
<laughs> or we could play three rounds of hot seat. All right. Hey, let's try hot seat. All right. All right. Let's Dude. do it. Let's do it. <laughs> hot seat's fun. Can be a little inappropriate at times, but right. no, that's the uh, that's the other one, Josh. Oh, is the other one the inappropriate one? The yeah, the other oh, one right. is. This is this is the one where we have to we guess what his answer would be. And you choose the one that you think would fit you best yeah, you or the one that you like best. You best. Oh, I like that. So I'm going to ask you a question on a card and then me and Josh, like you'll think of it and you, you tell us when you're ready and then you say who you want to hear from first and we'll tell you our thoughts and then you'll get to choose. All right. All right. It doesn't seem too so let, You'll be the first guy to go first and then we'll, and we'll do three rounds. So we'll have three cards for you, three cards for Josh and three, three cards for I. All right. This is for Chuck. What is one skill Chuck would love to have? One skill, Chuck. One skill Chuck would love to have. Can I? Can I ask my wife? Can I put you on mute? Sure. Yes. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, A skill Chuck would love skill. to have. Boy, you know when you put skill out there, that's that opens up everything. And you don't have to have an answer. Like you could just say, yeah, you want to hear from Josh or I, and then we come up with our own and then you choose. Oh, good, good, good. Uh, So you don't even have to actually have one unless we actually choose it right on the dot. (laughs) All right. I will choose Josh. Oh gosh. Okay. I'm still processing. Uh, Hang on. Give me five seconds and I'll come up with an answer. Uh, The skill of asking questions that create more conversation that's deep that's really deep why would you (laughs) ever say that bobby i'm sorry like it was it was an answer like it's all i could come up with so now i ask bobby and he i get to pick now yeah i think chuck's skill that he wishes he would have would be to be able to dunk on a 10-foot basketball goal Now I gotta choose one, huh? Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> As I'm getting older, I'd love to dunk on a basketball. There you go. <laughs> there we go. go. Admit it. Damn, Admit it. Those you knees aren't what they used to be, man. It would be great to be able to dunk again. <laughs> Can you imagine? Having a fifty-seven-year-old guy slam dunk on a goal, Bro, right? That would be like going cool. down to a, like an open see, court, I going down to an open see court, you down just at an open court on the beach or something. Man, and I can make money dunk. on that too. Oh, that would be funny. Who think that a you know? How do you do this? You bounce it. Old man can, and then you just windmill it. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, baby. Oh, hey, I made it. <laughs> All right, this next one's for Joshua. All right. Okay. What is Josh? obsessed with Ooh. can you pick one thing well you have to pick one thing we just have to pick one thing that we want to <laughs> oh, say i have i have a handful of answers what is josh obsessed with we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna take the number one answer off the table take jesus off the table that's kind of too easy all hey, sunday school geez. answers come off obsessed with huh obsessed with what are you upset? And I know what my answer would be, just because I've been accused of it multiple times. By who? 
uh, numerous people. Okay. My wife, even me. Yeah. <sighs> oh no! Are we going there? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Bobby, you, I think you know no. too, too much. Here. Well, no. Well, I mean, like we have this running joke about Josh being sensitive, so I didn't know oh, if that was a that's great. great. No, that's a good <laughs> bit, though. That's a good bit to bring up. Oh no, I'm not. I'm not obsessed with with other people's thoughts not being not opinions. being sensitive. Yeah, I'm obsessed with. So yeah, I I mean I guess thoughts. I I guess I got one. Yeah, right, let me ready. let me hear your thoughts, Bobby. What do you, what do you think? I'm uh, I think that you're obsessed with finishing something you start. Oh, and I think Chuck just very, cut out, so he'll have to I come back that. in. I see that. That's a very good answer, by the way. Finishing something that I start, I I very much so do not like. We can to see not you, Chuck. Finish things. We can see you, Chuck, but we haven't heard you try to talk yet. So here, let me text. Let me text. Uh, yeah, just this number. Know. Well, he froze again, so he may be yeah. having issues. Um, but yeah, for me, uh, gosh. Ooh, that's a good one, Bobby. Finishing things that I start. Uh, that's true. But then I also like, I'm going to be honest with you, man. I get overwhelmed sometimes and then I don't finish. And I hate that. Like, I think right. that's one of the features about myself that I don't like is that if I get too overwhelmed and don't want to finish something, then I just kind of abandon it. And right. That's something I don't And like. that's why I figured you'd be obsessed with it. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like yeah. OCD. Yeah, hey, I, there I would agree with that. Hey, Jeff. What, what was the answer? Uh, so My I, answer. He said obsessed with finishing something. Ooh. That you start. And I said, that's 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 actually true. I said, the times when I, I fail to finish something, I, I end up feeling so much shame over it that I hate it. And so, yeah, it does create in me this like obsession to finish stuff so that I don't fail it, so that I don't drop the ball. Even if it's not perfect, even if it's not great, I at least I didn't fail. You know what I mean? Okay. So, yeah, that's that's good. That's a good point. Chuck, what's what's your answer? What do you think I I would be obsessed with? I was gonna say Hawaiian shirts. Because <laughs> <laughs> you do like Andy Reid a lot. Are, um, are you sure you don't want to say cutoff shirts? <laughs> maybe cutoff shirts. How much how much did I wear those in high school? <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to say obsessed with preparing the perfect sermon. Ooh. Ooh, that's good. Yeah, I'm going to go ministerial on you. He's he okay, so Chuck is so right about this too because uh anybody, you know, if you if you've listened to a sermon, you know there there's a, a million different ways to preach a sermon. You know, expos, situational, topical, uh, you know, you can go Old Testament, New Testament, you can go, you know, singular point, you can go story, I've heard. And and because there are so many different ways to preach, there really isn't like a perfect sermon. And yet every sermon has to have its own level of perfection. You know what I mean? Yes, sir. And so, like, yeah, I, I hundred percent. Oh man, that's so good. Like it, that got that got me, Chuck. So Ooh, that's the one you're choosing, you right? Me. Yeah, no, I, I gotta go with it. No, that's so good. Like, <laughs> I love variety in my preaching. I don't try to preach the same style every time, and yet, like, with each one that I do, I want to be true to the text, and I want to make sure that I'm I'm doing it to the best of my ability. 
Like, and not, and actually scratch that, not to the best of my ability, but preparing myself so that God can go beyond my ability. Cause that's the thing, man. Like it's not what I can do, but rather what God can do through what I've prepared. And it's, it's, you know, a million times more than just what I'm capable of. So, all right, let's move on. Question. All right. So my card is what would I put in a time capsule today to remind me of my life in 10 years? To remind I think you would put in. I guess he's just going to jump in line, Chuck. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> he's obsessed with cutting lines. <laughs> I have an answer. I have one. Chuck. Let's hear Chuck since Josh tried to cut. <laughs> Let's hear you, Chuck. That's a jerk, Bobby. Uh, I think you're going to go. I think you're going to put a a, bo- a container of beard butter and um, and a uh, a miniature. Dallas Cowboy helmet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Josh. Hard, baby. You're sticking right. with. I was. I, I was have a left. A picture, a picture of the grandbaby. Oh, there you go. A now, bag of beef jerky. A bag of beef jerky, and <laughs> the first episode of both the Recess Rutkus and the Chubby Buddy podcast on a flash drive. Mm. That's what goes. Oh, in you're bringing. Me. You're bringing That's both it. of the. Your sponsors in what in the world? No, no, no. That's that's uh, that's the name of this podcast is the Chubby Buddy oh. Podcast, and then Bobby has his own podcast where he interviews people, uh, called the Recess Ruckus Podcast. Okay. I saw that. And it's really there. good. It's good. Yeah, it's on the he same YouTube channel, but yeah. yeah, yeah. He had Megan on there a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, two weeks ago, and then that's yeah. shortly after that episode was Mother's Day, and then my computer crashed. Yeah. But we're not talking about that. Sorry, Bobby. You got to go with Josh. He's got the details on you, baby. I would go with Josh just because of the podcast. And then, I mean, the picture <laughs> thing, that's Jamie's thing. I don't need pictures to be happy. But, yeah, I would like oh to do the podcast God, just to see what happens. <laughs> I mean, why do you pretend that you don't care so hard? <laughs> it's not that I don't care. I'm just not somebody that, like, needs a picture. Like, I would rather not have a picture. <laughs> Ridiculous. Like mementos or kind of like the little Dallas mini helmet or something like that. That'd be pretty cool with the with the uh, two first episodes of each podcast. There you go. Just to see how we'll how how combination of our answers, huh? Yeah. Okay. All right. So we'll, we'll each take a half point. I like uh, it. A half point. All right. So here's Chuck's second question. Right. What future invention is Chuck really looking forward to? I got my answer. Future invention. Future invention Ooh, is got, Chuck looking forward too. to. I, I know what mine is. Who do you want to hear from first, Chuck? Go ahead, Bobby. Flying vehicles. Ooh. That's mine. Ooh. Or flying Toyota Tacoma. <laughs> you know I still have a parked in the uh, I was going to ask You're I was going to ask what? I love that truck I still drive it No way Yeah baby Probably got 300,000 miles on it 
the Toyota. That thing will last forever. Yeah. That thing's going to last forever. Odometer and speedometer don't even work on it anymore. I don't even know how many miles are on it. (laughs) (laughs) That is awesome. What's your answer, Josh? All right. He he may actually disagree with me, but I think it's going to be cool that when we can truly experience VR sports games. We already can. No, no. Like, sorry. VR sports experience. Like, being able to go to like an at a game. game. Yeah, like uh, a okay. VR experience. I, I think you can, but like, to, uh, select a seat. You what? can actually watch the game from a seat. They already have that. Oh, so you can buy a ticket online, and if you have the Oculus, you can literally see a 360 view from that seat that you bought. I mean, you want to change your answer? Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, obviously, if that if that tech already exists, then uh, <laughs> I figured he would be the first to know about it. Elon no, Musk Jr. <laughs> oh gosh, uh, the technology that allowed. Hang on. Ugh, I don't know, man. That totally threw me for a loop. How about how about the technology when we get to back to the future tech, when you can stick just a little thing into a, a microwave and it boom zaps it and turns it into a whole beam. Taco Bell. Taco <laughs> Bell. <laughs> From Back to the Future, Domino's, Taco Bell. Yeah, that's that. Well, that's, I was thinking about, about that tech teleportation that's what was whoa but fair enough i don't know i'll be around before you know while that's but job but bobby i have to go with the flying car that's that's Mm, pretty flying cars jetson's had it made for sure yeah oh yeah well here's josh's second question and oddly enough it is perfect Ah. what strange food combination does josh love Ooh. Do you know these things already, Bobby? He has a ton of them, so I can't, there is no one right answer, I don't think. I think if you've been around Josh when he eats, I think you could actually guess at least one this, out of ten. But a food combination. You want me to change? The, you want me to change? Weird food habits? That one would well, be here's, really. Well, here's another one that sort of falls in line with what you just said. What makes people gasp when Josh tells them that he don't like that? Oh, <laughs> I could I could <laughs> list a few things. Yeah, I have. So, which do you want to go with, Chuck? Makes people gasp. Let's go with second one. Okay, what okay. makes people gasp when they hear that he does not like it? I already got mine. Uh, I know. I know what I st- what statistically the answer is. Where I've gotten the most statistically. Gasps. Yeah, where I've gotten the most gasps from. I think I know what it is too. Oh, I'm sure. You I do, wonder Bobby. if Chuck. Do, I wonder if Chuck does. I got no clue. We'll find out. What food do you think I don't like? Oh, ah, uh, pizza. <laughs> That's literally one of my favorite foods, Chuck. Oh, okay. I love I'll pizza. Chart on that one. 
Well, that, we're going to hear that Chuck gasp. gasp a lot of people. Yeah. I think we're going to hear Chuck gasp when he finds out the real answer. All right. Do you I, know the real chicken, chicken on the bone. Oh. oh, you don't like chicken on the bone? Somehow so, I think I remember to, that. To be As clear. To be, yes, yes. And to be I clear, it's, it's, it's not that I don't like chicken on the bone. I do. He don't chicken like his teeth to touch the bone. Yes, I do. I don't like that. to eat the chicken. I do on remember the bone. that. Like if so if you were to take a fork and you were able to pick it off the bone, bro, I will, you'd be good I will to go. With my, I will with my fingers pick the meat off the bone, no problem. But if my teeth, while I'm eating that meat, touch that bone, my appetite's done. I'm, <laughs> I'm done. Like it uh, just, but let's be clear, Josh did have some wings at the draft. Oh, they were good. Too. Right bone off the in. bone. They bone were in. good. Yep. Right bone off the in. bone. They were some of the best wings I've ever had. Right off. Mm. My, Delicious. We went to a, a, a couple's retreat and went to this little pub. And they had this honey barbecue with a kick. Ooh. It was awesome. I think the best, the best hot wings are found in those little pubs. Heck yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, hole in the wall bars for sure. Yeah, Absolutely. just a little, little hole in the wall bars. The, the other one that always throws people for a loop is rice. I'm not a fan of rice. See, that doesn't surprise me. There's so many people that don't like rice. It's a texture thing for me. Rice is nice. It's just like the texture of rice is, ugh, huh. I don't like it. I found Unless, I found it's, in, one unless dish. it's in one dish. So far, I've found one dish, uh, et- uh, crawfish etouffee. Um, oh. That go for a little Cajun. The flavors of the crawfish and the seasoning, just whatever reason, like the whole texture all together, the andu sausage with it, it, it didn't bother me to eat the rice with it. Like the rice texture wasn't bothering me in that. But everywhere else, gumbo, jambalaya, any way that I've had rice, I've not liked it. Mm. All it's right. all it's it has everything to do with texture. The flavor is good. I love the different ways it's flavored. I just can't stand the texture of it. All right, I got my second card. Chuck, do you have a uh, one, do you have time for one more round for each, or do you want to call this it? Let's call this it. All, All right. right, last. I got to put, put some Kims in the pool and and uh, pack for camp tomorrow. That's why I'm asking you. All right, so here's the last card for me. What would I do to pass the time if I was stuck in an elevator for hours? <laughs> I, by I yourself? By yourself? It doesn't specify, so yeah, we'll say by myself. Can I give my answer? Sure. Play with the buttons. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. It depends on the phone or not. Oh. Do you have internet? It doesn't say, huh? That's what, that's what I'm does. saying. If I had a phone, I would probably say... I mean, I, I don't think the buttons, but pre nineteen ninety nine, yeah, probably hit the buttons. Yeah, but, I, I pictured, buttons. but it doesn't no specify. Phone, no but let's, let's, what does it yeah. do? I don't have a phone or nothing. I think you're on. But your I phone. have I have something in mind, and Josh didn't say it, but I'll I'll see what you have, Chuck. My wife's giving me answers. Give it. <laughs> let's hear it, Andrea. What do you think? <laughs> She said, make faces at the camera, but that kind of goes with pushing the button. <laughs> no, I, I love that. That's perfect, too. You would just sit there and make faces. What I was thinking was like making it. the ugliest face in either my reflection or the camera that was in there. 
Thank you, honey. <laughs> and then my second one was going to be uh, coming up with my own rap. <laughs> oh, my, yeah. That, we did that so much as kids. Oh, my God. This oh, is the way rap. I dip. <laughs> Little boy putting in his cool whip. Packing his can, put it in his lip. That's right. <laughs> well, Chuck, hey, I appreciate you coming on. This was fun. We'll have to do it again sometime. I have thought about you all the time. I just never have gotten the opportunity to reconnect, baby. Well, hey, if that's your number, is that your number or your wife's? Yeah, it's my number. All right. Well, I'll say I'll save it because it came up as some weird name. Is it a is it end in a (laughs) six four? Well, no, the name for like who it said was calling me. I was like, who in the world is this? This Suarez. Suarez. I used to be Sebastian. Yeah, this Sebastian. one says S. Suarez. Uh, S. Suarez. <laughs> so I was yeah, like, Suarez. Florida numbers. So yeah, it said Florida. I was like, who? Who do I know with the last name Suarez? I was like, all right, so I'm going like, to answer White House answer. Switchboard. <laughs> I normally answer White House Switchboard. White House Switchboard. Ooh, I'd like that. All right, but hey. It was a good time hanging out. I hope you can come on Absolutely. again, but I appreciate you taking the time. Eddie. Yeah. I know that you got a big weekend ahead of you. Yes, sir. Big week with high school camp. So thanks. We, well, we will love you. Our dog. Uh-oh. I'm going to box him up and send him to one of you guys. All right. Go I, for it. We got dogs. I think it's cruel to leave my dog, leave a dog at home. I, I ain't home, I'm, home I'm, long enough. Yeah. I, I'm volunteering my, my family, but I'm, I'm leaving for uh, Monday through Wednesday for class up at Ozark. So. Oh, right on. Yeah. Are you still taking some classes, sorry? I am, yeah. Yeah, I'm working on my He's going for his master's. Uh, right now. So, you taking old, what's his face, old uh, Shane Shane Wood? Uh, I've, uh, Shane Wood is actually the director of the whole program right? Uh, of the master's. So I haven't gotten to take any classes from him yet, but I'm going to. Uh, this summer, I'm just taking them with Michael DeFazio. Okay. Um, you might you might recognize him. He's done uh, yeah. speaking for CIY a few times, right? Uh, but he's one of the professors there. Those are he's he's so phenomenal. Right. So that's kind of what I've been doing. In fact, that's I got to go back to working on that homework now. Now that we're all done. So, all right. So yeah, man, I love you guys so much. Love you too, man. Thanks, Thanks, man. And before you actually go, I'm gonna hit the record, and then we'll uh, we'll say our other goodbyes after the after this is over. Oh, uh, are we gonna but do we our you. our are we going to say goodbye? All right. So we'll say goodbye. All right. Bye. Bye.